Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hot Takes and Beer Breaks, the podcast where we're over-intoxicated but under-informed. I'm your host, John. Justin, Jason, do you want to say hi? Now we do. I got to fix yep. my mic thing. It's just really uh, you have to get a filter. Really droopy. Screwdriver. You're getting a little old, so it's a uh, it happens at your age. Ah, uh, yeah. We're also joined by Heather. Heather, do you want to say hi? Hi. You were about to wave, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you saw the hand. <laughs> That's embarrassing. It's a bad first start. All right. Speaking of bad first starts, we're going to talk about. So over the weekend, something insane happened. Jason Whitlock, who is recently fired let go from fs1 was he let go or he so his, his, his contract ran out and apparently no one made any offers towards him oh okay like normally how it works is they have contracts with those like espn fs1 nbc whatever and they'll send you like do you need help over there no i'm fine i think your mic's excited <laughs> okay. point up now. it's very excited um, Can't wait to get to get into this so deep, it's, deep it's conversation. Just as much as they talk about sports on their thing, it works the same way. So sports teams, if their contract runs out and they don't sign with that team, they can go to another team for a higher bid. His contract ran out. Nobody wanted him. He left. He's if you don't know who he is, he's just he's the worst. He's the least respected. He's the worst. The worst. What? Because okay. we can we can get like a, a bunch of people in this category. Like, well, I meant like, like where is he? In terms of sports journalism, I think Skip Bayless is the bottom respected, like probably the least respected sports journalist. Whitlock. Jason Whitlock's he's, right he's close. there. He's, th- he's pushing for that that he's, low bar. He's right there. He's right there on the bottom. Okay. So Jason Whitlock started his own company. Uh, what is that called? What do you got? Um, Forbes. No. Out, outkick. That's not that one. Forbes? Outcast. Outkick. Okay. Okay. Said it four times. So. Nobody listens to me on this. I thing. don't. Yeah. No one does. I was focused on him being confused with Forbes. I read. I read the first company I saw. That's fair. So he wrote an article. Do you want to talk about Maria Taylor? <laughs> basically saying women yeah. don't belong in he, sports. Yeah. He wrote an article uh, Sunday night that I happened to read. And. It basically was saying kind of like, why does she have a vote for the NBA awards? And that kind of went into detail about, cause I guess she had forgotten to put Anthony Davis on uh, one of the all NBA teams, like in general, honest mistake, it happens. Somebody tweeted out that, Oh, you know, like, why does she have, why does she have a say in things? Like, why does she matter? Like, blah, 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 blah. And she just came back and was like, I played basketball. I've covered basketball like forever. And everything like that. And Jason Whitlock just kind of like went into it and just kind of stemmed from it. It was just like, oh, like the only reason that and like other female journalists is because they're attractive looking. Like they're not funny. Like they can't do this. They can't do that. They're just there because they're attractive looking. And then he got into Katie Nolan in in that article, too. And I actually want to find that quote. So, John, talk talk a little bit. Okay. well, he wrote this article basically saying women don't belong in sports journalism because they don't know anything. They're just there to look pretty, which is incredibly sexist. Okay, there's a ton of female sports journalists, Mina Kimes, Diana Rossini, Katie Nolan. All I mean, all those already. And also on the flip side, there's a ton of just guys who are just names there that were just ex-athletes who are dumb as shit, who don't know what they're talking about. There's a ton of people with bad takes. Jason Whitlock's one of them. He had terrible takes. Um, Not like the hot takes that you get here. But he wrote this. He wrote this other article basically criticizing Katie Nolan, saying she's overpaid, that she doesn't do anything. She's not an on air personality. Is she uh, on air? So she she have a personality. She should. She's she, great. 
she does have a personality. She has her own uh, late night show mm, that it used to be on ESPN Plus, but is now on ESPN Two as of last year. It's like it's kind of like one of those late night shows. It's like a twelve twelve thirty show at night. Like a like Jimmy that's, Fallon, that's like she it, does yeah. that, but it's sports centered. So she does like she do, she'll do like quips and jokes and do like little Jimmy things. Falcons. Sure, yeah. Are they a team? Atlanta, yeah, the, they're the Atlanta. Falcons, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sports. So what he said in the article, like the Maria Taylor article, just kind of brought up Kitty Nolan just because he put beauty has a privilege that trumps other privileges. Beauty beauty transformed Katie Nolan from bartender to seven figure personality and darling of aroused bloggers and TV critics willing to ignore her pedestrian humor and inability to execute live television. So uh, Katie Nolan came back and said, because this is the Mm. second article he wrote, what, yesterday, two days ago? Basically, we were just shit talking Katie Nolan. And he wasn't, he said, um, uh, yes, she tweeted a response to my remark and he puts at the end of it uh, her response is weak i should probably let it go i'm punching down but can't help it okay so he's not punching down because katie nolan got offered a million dollars to be at espn he's in that salty article. he didn't get charged anything which i think is part of this katie nolan is also she's not just a sports uh, personality she goes on desus amaro she goes on drunk history like she's a multi like I yeah, think she's all over the place. She represents some, like kind of the future for ESPN where she brings in a new kind of fan. You know, you tip you think of like typical sports journalism and you have like, oh, we're going to talk about basketball today. But she like makes jokes among among a bunch of people at ESPN. And I don't think he likes that because that's not what he is. He's like this old timey. We're going to talk about sports and he's just bad at it. Yeah. And also he was complaining about her what qualifications she has. He only played D one college football at Ball State, which that seems I fake. I don't even I mean it's not it's not as good as Ball So Hard State, but But Jason Whitlock you know. is one of the least respected people possibly in media. And also is old school. It they're zero for seven in any bowl <laughs> games. <laughs> Balls don't bowl. They're, no, it's, it's but true. I think I figured this out because I was watching Jesus is a Marrow, which if you don't know, it's a very comedy. It's a comedy show, I guess. Very comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> and Katie Nolan was on and they were talking to Katie Nolan. It was two years ago. And they asked Katie Nolan, like, have you ever met the and they insulted Jason Whitlock? They basically they called him names and said, have you ever met Jason Whitlock? And instead of going, no, he was my colleague. She laughed, kind of chuckled and was like. I have met that person and kind of like she skated around, but instead of like defending him, just kind of was like, it, it was one of those, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm not going to say it kind of things. Yeah. So I think this whole thing stems from Jason Whitlock, Whitlock is petty because he hates people that don't respect because he's so Probably. unrespected in the industry that I think he's mad at Katie Nolan for being more successful than him. Being more liked than him. I think he's mad at anyone that's more liked than him. He he name dropped a bunch of people, even his former colleagues at FS1, basically saying, like, why don't they criticize Katie Nolan for... Yeah. He it's named just... Anybody that Katie Nolan's ever done anything with, like, on ESPN, like Mina Kimes, Pablo Torres, and all those people are like, oh, yeah, like, they won't tell her how bad she is, but she's not good, and, like, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like going off. You're allowed to think she's a bad commentator, where are the receipts? 
He didn't bring any examples. He wasn't like, she's wrong about this. He didn't talk anything specific. It was the most poorly written article I've ever read it, written. I think Rated. I could have written it. I can't even talk good and I could have written it. All right. So it it's was fair. bad. It was just a disgusting article. It seemed really petty. It wasn't rooted in anything. And I, I don't know. Fuck Jason Whitlock. He's hot to take. So this, this is another quote from his article that he's kind of like bullshitting and whatnot. He was in 2015 with no supporting evidence. The, the Atlantic hailed Nolan as the future of sports television. At the time, she was doing a show appropriately named Garbage Time. She won an Emmy. Yeah, that drew 40,000 viewers. It was a 22-minute show that took Karen, because he called her the Karen of the sports world, uh, and her staff a full week to prepare. Her highlight moment was her brave and in, incisive commentary calling former Cowboys pass rusher Greg Hardy a garbage human being, which is not a very good human being in general. No, so he's a bad guy. I don't see a problem with that. Sure. I don't know. Uh, he got arrested, I believe. I don't know if it was more than once. It was definitely at least once for domestic violence. Yeah. Get, all right. He, yeah. <laughs> can't argue that one. Yeah, no. But I don't know. Katie Nolan is great. I think she's really fun. Like, you cannot like her. You can be like, oh, I don't agree with her. I don't find her funny. That's fine. You just don't watch her. But what Jason Whitlock did was very vicious. It seemed personal. And it you don't do that kind of stuff if you're in the sports media. You can be like, oh, I don't respect this person's opinions on anything. But this seemed like it was all petty. It seemed like you were just coming out because he's got this unsuccessful thing starting where he's no one likes him. So I think he's just trying to drum up talk. But, he's a troll. But but hear me out, John. So like, look at him. He's look at his set of genitals. Oh, no, no. The viewers can listen to this. OK, so <laughs> Jason Whitlock has a certain set of genitals. Most of the sports being watched and him talking about. He has the same set of genitals. Now, this Katie Nolan yes. has a completely different set of genitals. I, I don't know why I have to keep explaining myself. This is obviously facts. I mean, those I facts. He's not this wrong. This man is just bitter. That's, yes. it. that's basically He doesn't it. like that women are in sports. Like <laughs> that, yeah, that's. I think that's what it comes down like, to. Like, ESPN is obviously trying to attract, like female viewers and trying to attract people that are casual fans like Katie Nolan's a great person to kind of listen to where you don't really know what's going on because she I think she does a great way of kind of integrating like common sense like um stuff going on in the like the zeitgeist I guess you could say no, like see if get uh, yeah I could get it <laughs> but she's she, she's a great sports caster like she doesn't have to be Mina Kimes where she dissects Mina Kimes dissects film for instance. everyone obviously knows that or Diana Rossini <laughs> who is like a sideline reporter like you can have different fields like if ESPN yeah. paid her a million dollars and you think she's overpaid you're allowed to feel that way but ESPN paid her that much because obviously they it was value her they value as a human yeah. being and that's not on you. Why are you talking about someone else's pockets like that? You know what I mean? Like because just, his pockets are getting empty. He's salty as shit. Yeah, I don't know what he actually gets paid. That could be false. He got let go, so he gets paid nothing. Oh shit! I mean, he, yeah, he started his own website company. I don't know what you want to call it. F future failure. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Maybe uh, he's he, his net worth is estimated to be as of June first, ten million dollars. Yeah. 
not after everything he's what he write that article too (laughs) (laughs) no i think that was when he was still at fs1 that was right before they parted ways or he didn't sign a contract or whatever whatever was was, 10 million dollars i would not exist in society anymore i would be in the backwoods my own that's true too he's trying to be relevant yeah just because he's not anymore all right, let's move on to the next story. Okay, so something that actually did happen over the weekend is... Uh, no, that actually that happened. actually also happened. I mean, John. that did happen, but I mean, in more serious news, Ruth, Gator, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. That leaves a vacancy on the Supreme Court. And so we're going to talk about that because there's a lot of discussion about what's going to happen. What does this mean? Are they going to wait until after the election, plot twist or not? So this is what's going to happen. So there's a vacancy on the Supreme Court. Trump can fill it based on his constitutional rights. A lot of people have argued because in the last year of Obama that he wasn't allowed to or the Senate withheld his nomination because they said that he was a lame duck president. And it is a lame duck session that they should wait until the people vote for their president, whether regardless of who it is, the people should get to choose. Now we go into Trump's final year. Possibly, or he might get reelected. We don't know. He's got like 15 more years. I mean, he's going to claim the first one wasn't fair so he can run again, I think. That man has never ran in his life. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of people have claimed that it's not fair, that you should wait until after the election for that person to pick the next Supreme Court justice. Well, he is the fairest president of them all. (laughs) Yeah. Hot take. Yeah, I mean, hey, who knows? But that's. <laughs> I, t- I, I uh, don't so know much, what to say to that. It's so much fun when we throw John off his train of thought. Yeah. I'm so confused now. You should be. Okay. So, uh, Democrats are upset because. Uh, should I just say RBJ? RBG. R- RBG. RBG is uh, kind of a Democratic leaning uh, judge. I don't know. I'm blanking on words. You threw me off very quickly. <laughs> You're welcome. So she's a Democratic kind of leading judge. So basically the person that Trump would replace her with could effectively remove Roe v. Wade if it came up. And that's what he said would be a main issue in his second term. I mean, he has the option to. What is Roe v. Wade for those that don't know? So Roe v. Wade basically gives women the right to choose to have an abortion. All right. It says that women have the right to choose. Um, It's something conservatives and more religious people have kind of said is uh, not right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder why is it in the Bible? It's not. <laughs> then why? What well, other reasons besides your religion would you give to a woman not being I mean, able to choose? People do have ethical reasoning behind it. They believe it's murder. They believe that once you conceive life, that that is a life. Which isn't, I don't think, I don't think that's unfair to think. I just think it's unfair to put that on someone else. Right? Like, if you don't consider, like, if you, like, a lot of people consider that a cluster of cells. They go, it's not a life yet until birth. Yeah, X amount of weeks or something like that. Yeah. So, I think you're just putting your own views on people. And abolishing abortion doesn't mean abortion's going to go away. It means safe abortion's going to go away. Right. Like, yeah, the same people that don't like abortion are gun rights activists in a general sense. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. And the argument they use is you can't take guns away because now just the bad guys will have guns. Right. So you apply that same logic to abortion. 
you can't take abortion away because that doesn't mean abortions are going to go away. It means people are going to perform illegal abortions, you know, sketchy abortions, anything unsafe. Yes. Unsafe. Um, if you don't want to get an abortion, you don't have to like it. It's a personal decision, I think. And if you are a religious person, you think that person is committing murder, then I guess in your religion, they will be judged by a higher power, right? Yes. So, yeah. I don't know. The problem here is like with a lot of situations in in politics and everything nowadays, people care about what other people are doing too damn much. This is why gay marriage took forever to get legalized mm-hmm. because people on a certain side did not think or for some reason what these men or women do in the same bedroom or with their love life affected these people so much that they needed to not be legal. Yeah, people are nosy as fuck. This in in terms of abortion, you're not getting forced to get have abortions. It's not like they're sterilizing anyone. It's not like they're at the border ripping out people's uh yeah we didn't really touch on that too much last week but that's happening yeah we, we talked about it we talked yeah about we it. talked about it yeah ripping out their uh, uh reproductive uteruses organs. hey yeah, i it, did it to you you got thrown off yeah i just didn't think he could think of the word no i just yeah but it's annoying because if everyone just kind of chilled and wor- looked at themselves bet be a little more selfish in terms of letting other people do what they mind want to business. do yeah mind <laughs> your business only care about yourself for you know a little while it it it's just so dumb because they're all um the um jesse the body ventura ah, yes. has been quoted saying well i'm not gonna quote exactly but basically there was a uh, no 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 way to start with a quote and then say no wait never <laughs> mind yes so in this one interview with jesse the body ventura uh he talks about pro-life people are not pro-life they are pro-birth and i'm gonna paraphrase because i want to put a little stank on it because once the baby is born they don't give a fuck about it yeah and that's a great argument if you don't want abortion then you have to start guaranteeing health care to not just children but those mothers those um you have to guarantee a a place for them to have money and provide Mm -hmm. food like those social programs that you rail against have to be allowed now because if you're going to force women who made a mistake, maybe when they were younger or I mean, in the worst case scenario were raped, which we know happens and then have to give a birth for now. Now, some people, some people see that as they had a miracle. Like some people have talked about their experiences, like being raped, having a child, but they're glad they have the child kind of thing. So I don't want to take away from that, but some people don't want to do that. They want to have an abortion. I, I don't want to put anyone's. You don't. You should have a choice because maybe a constant reminder of the most vulnerable and um, I can't even describe it. Most vulnerable time of your life. Traumatic. Yeah. Traumatic time of your life. Maybe you don't want a constant reminder. Yeah. Do you want the. His quote, Jesse the Body Ventura? Yes, give me the quote of Jesse the Body Ventura. So this says, being pro-life is about more than supporting the act of birth, or at least it should be, says Jesse Ventura. The body. Sorry, Jesse Body Ventura. (laughs) The body. The body. Uh, Former Minnesota governor sees a series of intellectual inconsistencies in conservative circle when it comes to one of their supposedly bedrock principles, the sanctity of life. 
If you're going to defend the pro-life position, he says, you must also defend government programs that protect the life of the child after he or she is born. If you don't, you, you're you not really pro-life, you're merely pro-birth. That's really well said. I, I mean, Thank that's you. great. Thank you, Jesse, the body Ventura. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know, and well, that goes back to that's the big one. But this passing also doesn't mean just Roe v. Wade is on the table. That means Obamacare could get repealed by the Supreme Court if it goes up. I saw um, what was another one that could get challenged. I'm pulling this to the top of my head. I mean, just f- other anything oh, at this point. LGBTQ rights could be. I yeah, was I was going to say them. Didn't they already start saying that transgender and um, anybody part of the LGBTQ community can't serve in the military again? Something they like did that. something. But oh, they went back to that. I think so. I think Trump's like already. Yeah, Back so on that road. you start seeing those rights. And I think for a lot of people, this is what this election is about, right? Like Biden, like mm. whether you love him or hate him, a lot of people have gone, I may not like Biden, but I'm voting for this, this Supreme Court seat that is going to obviously is now open. But if Trump fills it, does that kill the election? Like, does that make people who would have otherwise been excited to vote? for biden go what's the point now um probably because this is this was like a big rallying point which is dumb because if the whole country is just banking on this one woman just not dying of cancer i think there's a problem with how the country is set up a <laughs> little bit a little I'm, bit i mean I, I i don't know about all that we could have a different discussion about that but no, we're having this one okay but i i do think like if trump fills his seat before the election this could be a huge game changer for him that may be part of the reason he wants to do it is because it may help him in his re-election he gets to say what's the point it, you're i already filled the seat like what does it matter you know what i mean like now you'll force the strategists to go well it's also about xyz you know these judges and these minor courts or whatever or the epa or Mm -hmm. what other cabinet positions he decides to fill if if he fills the seat it's basically going to be a 20 to 50 year process of just trying to clean things up because no matter what they'll have all the power in the supreme court which is is it's, it's so it's, dumb it's it's the rule of law like yeah it, it is the law yeah so you'll probably not get any police reform if they're leaning one direction you'll probably not get this probably not get it everything is going to be changed for a long time with this i mean i don't know how people view like trump or his policies but i think socially if you're for pro lgbtq rights or you're pro-abortion, or not pro, but pro-choice, or you're pro-whatever, You there's a number of issues. There could be privacy issues that come up. The, everything could be challenged by the Supreme Court and lean to the right. And most people don't agree with right-leaning policies. I think for a vast majority of the country is in favor of some of those things that are more, I guess you could say, left-leaning. And to build off of that, not even... Just like people prefer left-leaning things or as a whole, it would benefit the masses of people. 
the sheer fact that the country is very divided, it should be set, should be equal. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be one has a majority over the other. It should be like half of the judges are left leaning, half of them are right leaning, yeah, or that never they're in the middle. Sense to me. Well, unfortunately, it's nine judges, so it's always going to be a majority for somebody. Yeah, I'd rather can- have that one extra person than like eight. You know, on the left or eight on the right or one on the left. I think what it would be is because if you have a majority, like a mass majority, what's the point? Like, because what's going to happen is you can you can start you can start small, like basically all the shit that Trump's done throughout his entire presidency. If you name scandal after scandal, it gets it gets to the point where you're just getting numb to the pain. So you just keep moving along. You're like, okay, this isn't as bad. Even though if you was the first thing he did, he's just been pushing the line then over and over and over. Yeah. So you start with one. It's like, oh no, we just want to do this. And then if they keep pushing and pushing and pushing, people are going to get used to it and all that. Yeah. I mean, this could set policy for the next 30 years. This could do damaging things if you believe so for the next 30 years. And he's going to nominate someone that's very young, very conservative. And Mm -hmm. I mean, this also raises the question a lot of people have said Trump has stated numerous times he's going to challenge the validity of this election, you know, with absentee ballots and stuff like that. And if it go, if he is to put somebody on the Supreme Court and then it goes to the Supreme Court and he challenges the validity of this election, how does that go? Like, how does that work? Does mm-hmm. does that person vote in Trump? Do we have democracy as we know it change completely? Yes. Like, let's say hypothetically Biden wins, goes to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court overturns it. We had the Supreme Court decide a presidency in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. George Bush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask oh, which God. one. <laughs> yeah. And, but this one could be much. This is the most important election right now of our lifetimes. And to be honest, I wouldn't even want a whole left leaning government or Supreme Court either. I think you need to have both sides of an argument to make progress. Cause if you have one direction full force, you go all the way to the left in a country like this, it won't work. You go all the way to the right. It won't work. Yeah. You have to, you have to bounce off each other. It's checks and balances, which we don't <laughs> have anymore. It's a good argument. No, that definitely you like, you need one side to pull the other one in when they start going too far out. And we need to have those discussions and we need to have those talks and we need to, really engage each other but i mean this is this is huge so get out and vote today we're recording this on a tuesday national voter 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 registration day oh wow i almost stuttered national roto rooters (laughs) i talk good great hot take me good at writing too nice (laughs) me better than jason whitlock (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right that's all i got for you guys this week do you want to bring anything else up I do want to say, did you see about the uh, clock in New York, I want to say? There's lots of clocks in New York. No, but the one that is counting down, not, you know, a normal clock. To the, the the ball? The, no, the climate change. I was going to say clock? the climate yeah, change. The climate change. What clock. is that doing for oh, us? You're oh, counting down to our doom, but you're not going to help anything. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool, though. What does the clock run on? Energy. Electricity. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's not a Mayan calendar where it's caught uh, by sun. <laughs> it's probably made out of LEDs, which are low power. So you're good. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, 
What are you helping, clock? <laughs> Damn, insane. hot take. John's coming for the clock. <laughs> I'm going to go fight this clock. I could get to New York Clock's right now. Clock's overlord. Joke's on you, John. It's a sundial. Shit. Ooh. Oh, got him real good, real I good. can fight a sundial. It just stands there. It can't go anywhere. You know what? I, I think it would be a good match. You versus sundial. Oh, my money's on sundial. I'm just dancing around the sundial. <laughs> it just falls on you. Ah! Sun goes away and it just stands up and moves. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Hot Takes and Beer Breaks. You can follow us on on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Hot Takes and Beer Breaks. Email in at hottakesandbeerbreaks at gmail.com. Leave us a like. Leave us a subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. Leave us a hot take. Send us a hug. Tell me I'm good at talking. <laughs> me good at it. You don't have to. It's not nice to lie to people. We know. <laughs> Tell us about your opinions on abortion. Yeah, we got into it today. Wow. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good uh, whole family conversation. Yeah, actually. Love a good conversation talking about these things. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, if any of you guys have different views, like we're idiots, you can tell us that. <laughs> like, hot take. That's okay. Just tell us no, we're that's wrong. That's not a hot take. That's a, that's a very, very cold take. I feel like that's common knowledge at this point. It's in time. just facts. I was like, where is he going with this a cold take? I was like, whoa, that's opposite. Damn. We give hot takes only. And beer breaks. And what are we going to like do a, a wine continuation? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Nothing wrong with wine. Why are you whining? All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.